the best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We're about to join in for a special edition of The Lunchtime Doctor with Dr. Brittany Dean featuring Michael Taylor, live on location at the Hyatt Regency for the U Health and Wellness Expo. And of course, we will be inviting your calls at 627-3223-625-2257, as well as send your usual WhatsApp messages to 3061065, and of course, our other frequencies, and they will forward it to us as usual. And Brittany, Dr. Brittany Dean, featuring Dr. Michael Taylor, live on location at the Hyatt. It's been brought to you with the kind compliments of Dalton Brown Optometrist, LSA Health Services Limited, committed to high standards of convenience and hygiene. Health City, Cayman Islands, leading you to your best health. Live coverage from the U Health and Wellness Expo, also in part by you, the Caribbean Health Digest, Seven Seas, uh, Cetaphil, Jameson, St. Augustine Private Hospital, Amco, Republic Life Insurance, Massey Motors Distributors for Volvo and Hyundai. We now take it over to the folks out there at Hyatt. Good afternoon, everyone. This is a live and very special broadcast of the Lunchtime Doctor program right here at the U Health and Wellness Exposition at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. And as we say good afternoon, please note we are live on radio on Freedom 106.5 FM, Sky 99.5, and Sangeet 106.1 FM. Of course, those of you listening on our radio frequencies, please note that you can send your questions to WhatsApp 306-1065, and we will be happy to answer those questions on stage. My name is Davey Murray, presenter on Freedom 106.5 FM. I'm being joined this afternoon by our lunchtime doctors, Dr. Dean, Dr. Michael Taylor, and of course, we have Dr. Dano as well from the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, we must thank our sponsors for this special, special edition, which is Dalton Brong Optometrist LSA Health Services Limited, committed to high standards of convenience and hygiene, and of course, Health City Cayman Islands, leading you to your best health. So, guys, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. Yes. Well, listen, the minister spoke yesterday. And just for those of you that are hearing our voices, if you have any questions for the doctors, please come forward and visit our Freedom 106.5 FM's booth. Give your question to them. You will remain anonymous, and we will ask those questions live on stage, and the doctors will attempt to give you an answer. So if you're hearing our voices, you can make your way center stage and meet the lunchtime doctors here live. Now, when it comes to what the Minister of Health spoke about, I mean, I ain't going to call the brands, but he would have itemized that uh, these are things and foods and drinks and beverages that we should stay away from. In addition to which, he did say that we should... Consume, consume them with moderation. Yes. So, that's my favorite word on this, on this show. Yes. Everything in moderation. However, it's very important to have a conversation where, you know, we talk about strategies that can be implemented to reduce these non-communicable diseases. And when I say non-communicable, I'm referring to the lifestyle diseases such as diabetes and hypertension. Um, today we have the president of the Diabetes Association. 
Yes, thanks. <clears throat> and good afternoon again to all of our listeners and, of course, our viewers here at U Health. Um, so, so we are in, in total support of the Minister of Health and we, we really applaud him for calling out these brands. I know we're gonna, not going to call them out here. No, but, no, no. <laughs> but but uh, we, we, are, we can't. But we are in support um, of him calling out these brands. Because, of course, for a very long time, we've been having all of these brands infiltrating our society. So every day we're going to be seeing more and more fast food restaurants opening up. Every day we're seeing more and more Chinese restaurants opening up around the corners. And nobody has been doing anything around, about it. Now the minister has taken this stance, and I mean, it's the first time in his career he's, he's saying it and he's saying the brands. And we're so happy that he is because it's the first step or one of the first steps towards actually making some meaningful change there. This morning, the Diabetes Association released a press release supporting the minister and also talking about some of the work that we have done looking at the junk food prevalences or rather junk food preferences of, of young people in particular because, because we want to focus a lot on young people, not just people living with diabetes, but we want to talk about prevention. Well, one of the things that we discussed yesterday on the Lunchtime Doctor was the fact that type 1 diabetes affects from the youngest. Is it type 1 or type 2? Type 1. Type 1, right. Autoimmune, and you would usually see it being diagnosed in people under 30 years of age. However, um, I don't know if Dr. Dado wants to, to add something. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you can go ahead. Sure. So, one of the biggest misconceptions uh, of people in Trinidad and Tobago is the difference between type 1 and type 2. And I mean, even for some medical professionals, some yes. medical professionals, um, what is the difference between type 1 and type 2? So we've always said type, type 1 is autoimmune. Versus type 2 is when we talk about lifestyle, we talk about insulin resistance, we talk about those types of themes. In particular for type 1 diabetes, we're going to be seeing persons diagnosed at a very young age. So in Trinidad and Tobago, we like to see a born with diabetes. Yeah. Um, most yeah. often you're not born with it, but, it, but, but for some very unfortunate children you could develop it as young as a few years old a few months old and we have lots of children in Trinidad and Tobago the Diabetes Association has a group of children with type 1 diabetes we actually have a camp very soon and this is, these are children with type 1 diabetes for type 1 diabetes it means that you're not producing any insulin and you need to get insulin injections for the rest of your life to survive type 2 diabetes on the other hand doesn't happen as quickly and it happens it tends to happen older in life because it, it tends to happen and it's associated with obesity it's associated with other um metabolic conditions or metabolic symptoms so people with type 2 diabetes they think once you're on insulin now i have type 1 but no it's two separate diseases two different diseases treatment may be similar but again for most people in Trinidad and tobago 95 percent they would have type 2 diabetes now, there was something very interesting that you said there, uh, Danu, in, the, in relation to um, coming into this world with the diabetes. One of the things that I think could be a misconception is that you're born with it. Yeah. We understand that it's something hereditary, it, it passed down from one generation to the next. But based on what you're saying, I'm getting a clearer picture. It's not that from birth you come out and you have diabetes yeah. but you can contract it at a very early onset in your life that, that's type 1 eh? type 1 so type, type one, 1 which is the so, autoimmune so so yes autoimmune because i mean there, there, there's usually a trigger so there's usually a trigger that's going to cause it and that trigger could happen 
sometimes it may be because of a virus. We've seen many persons who've had COVID-19 and actually developed type 1 diabetes. So, so there are triggers, there are environmental triggers, and of course there are genetic susceptibilities. But I want to talk about type 2 diabetes, because I think that's what we need to talk about some more, because most people are affected by that. And now we have children affected by type 2 diabetes. This used to be called adult onset diabetes. Exactly. It was a situation where grandma, yeah. grandpa, or our great aunt would have had these diseases. Now we're seeing persons as, as young as 10 years old yeah. and having this problem. You know, even so it is 10. something, even before 10, yeah. imagine that. So this is a very serious concern. Now here's a question that somebody just asked. Is it that a person that has diabetes, is it that they have to stay away from all fruits? Fruits, no. no. So you want me to do that question or any of the doctors? Um, well, what I would say is that there are some fruits, and this is where patient education is important, especially when it comes to having a dietitian um, in your meal plan. So there are some fruits that are high in fructose, and then there are some fruits that you can eat and you will not get the same effect as, for example, sugar, because some things can have simple sugars in them, and that can have a somewhat of a negative effect on somebody with diabetes. However, I don't know if Dr. Danu wants to... Um, yeah, so, so that's an excellent point about the types of fruits you consume. And, and some fruits are more sugary and tend to be more sugary. The thing is, in general, mm -hmm. people in Trinidad and Tobago don't consume fruits enough or at all. So I want to talk a little bit later on about a survey that we did last year yes. where we looked among young people about their consumption patterns. So you need four to five servings of fruit or vegetables per day. Yes. Most people don't even have one. Mm -hmm. wow. Most even people don't even have one per week. Mm -hmm. so, so this is a huge issue and for people with diabetes it's an issue because of course some people may have too much fruit and too much fruit will raise your blood sugar yes. and how you have the fruit as well it will raise your blood mm -hmm. sugar. So you need to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. So for example you sit down and eat four or five mangoes yes. when a serving of mango is half of a mango yeah. or a small mango. So it's important to know that. And I think that is a very important point he made because I have come across patients that have told me they've changed their diet. Mm -hmm. And when they say they've changed their diet, they've added more fruit yeah. and their blood sugar is not going down and they think, well, what is wrong with me? What is going on? Is the medication not working? Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's their cons what they think about their diet is that more fruits is good. Is good. And, and, and more fruit juice. Yes. And fruit juice is something we need to talk about a lot. <laughs> because the thing is, mm -hmm. for most of the fruit juices that are available on the market, first of all, they're not 100% fruit juice. Mm -hmm. And even if you're 100% fruit juice, most of the time, the 100% fruit juice has more sugar than a soft drink. Mm -hmm. Because fruit isn't meant to be juiced. So I always give the analogy that if it is you want to, 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 to have four oranges. Yeah. If you want to make a glass of juice, you use four oranges. Mm -hmm. You would never sit down and eat four oranges most of the times. And even if you do, you'll take a half an hour mm -hmm. or even an hour to eat those four oranges. Mm -hmm. But if you squeeze the four oranges into a cup and have a juice, then you could drink down those four oranges worth of juice or sugar in a few seconds. Yes. So that means in a few seconds, you have four oranges worth of sugar going into your bloodstream versus if you eat the whole fruit. And of course, eating the whole fruit means the fiber and all of that. Mm -hmm. So we always advocate for limiting your juice. Even if it's fresh squeezed juice, mm -hmm. limiting the juice. Juice will raise your sugar, no matter if it's fresh squeezed, no matter if it's, it, 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 it's Kool-Aid or whatever you want, to, you want to be consuming. What is, I find very noteworthy about what you just said is the fact that the fruit consumption, mm -hmm. you said it wasn't meant to be juiced. 
so then why are we juicing fruits why are we taking these things and juicing it and feeling that we are getting healthier or we are consuming healthier products well there are a couple reasons eh? one I would say marketing mm -hmm. um, because the, the fruit juice company will make 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 money if they put natural on the label if they put hundred percent juice on the label if they put all of these things on the label that will attract people that aren't regulated and labeling is very important we don't have regulations for labeling in Trinidad and across the Caribbean you can put anything you want on a label you can say this is hundred percent natural organic but mm -hmm. 50 percent or 50 grams of sugar in it yes. what there's no regulation. You know, we are live here on Freedom 106.5 FM, um, Sangeet 106.1, and Sky 99.5. And we have a question coming from the studios. Uh, good afternoon. I have diabetes and pressure. I would like to know if my um, hemoglobin salt is good for consumption. Or Himalayan salt, rather, is good for consumption. Without medication, I can't go off at all. I have a pacemaker on my left side of of my chest nine months now could I go back to a normal routine of life lifting things and going around electric appliances could the cysts in my kidneys cause uh, constipation so regarding Himalayan salt the evidence suggests that it may be better than the regular iodized salt and especially better than the table salt um, due to the components um, but there's also evidence that it may contain heavy metals as well too. But it still may be the better option than the others. Now, just because you have high blood pressure, that doesn't mean you don't eat salt. Because salt is one of the electrolytes you need to survive, right? right? Especially the sodium component, right? However, we talk about limiting the consumption of salt. Um, and obviously, if somebody is working out, etc., you're going to lose salt. In your sweat right so you have to replace the electrolytes appropriately but you want to have a diet low in salt so that's to tackle that question um, and then they talk about the um the pacemaker yeah on the left side of the chest they have that nine months now yeah. they want to know if they can go back to a normal routine uh like lifting things and going around electronic electric appliances and there's a cyst in the kidney that causes constipation. So for the pacemaker, usually there's a period of time in which the pacemaker actually embeds in the heart and is not really prone to dislodging, right? Definitely want to avoid lifting heavy objects or strenuous activities, um, but I think gradual implementation of exercise is fine. Want to speak to a cardiologist because we have different indications for a pacemaker, whether your heart rate is too low or it has been going too fast, different things. So that is number one. Um, in terms of electrical appliances, the newer pacemakers generally don't interact with with electrical appliances but obviously you're not going to put the phone on 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 the um on chest, chest right on your chest area right and what's the other question uh, the constipation the cysts uh in the kidney all right there's Ooh. a cyst in the kidney and yeah. it causes constipation so, so it depends on the size of the cyst right because we could have a cyst that's one by one centimeter and we could have a cyst that is 10 by 10 centimeters. If it's a very large cyst, it can definitely compress the bowel and can lead to problems passing stool. All right, so I hope that answers your question. Once again, we are doing a very, very special edition of the Lunchtime Doctor. 
brought to you with the kind compliments of Dalton Brown Optometrist, LSA Health Services, Health City Cayman Islands, and this broadcast brought to you in part by you, the Caribbean Health Digest, Seven Seas, Cetaphil, Jameson, St. Augustine Private Hospital, Amco, Republic Bank Life, Massimoto's, and Volvo. So I want to go back to a point that Dr. Danu was making. He was saying that we're seeing type 2 diabetes now in the younger generation in kids and in my opinion a lot of this has to do with what they are getting in schools the you know the the snacks that are being marketed to them the juices that like you mentioned that they're drinking is there any particular you know anything that you think could help this situation yeah for example for me when I was younger, my, my mom, she stopped me from drinking soft drink. She stopped me from drinking juice in school. So everything that I would get would be at home. Is there anything you think that the parents could do or the schools themselves could do? Yeah. <laughs> so there, there, there are many things that can be done on many levels. So at the individual level, meaning educating the child to make yes. their own choices. Because when you, when you send a child to school with money, then you have no control over what they buy. Second level is, of course, the parents and the guardians, and you know, you, what, providing them with, with opportunities or providing them with the things that they go to school with, that's something that, they, that parents could have influence over. And then, of course, there's a, a, at a policy level at the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Health, in determining what should be provided there. Now, there have been policy decisions in reducing or, or banning sugar-sweetened beverages mm -hmm. in schools, but there are ways around that. The ways around that because you can't ban the parlor on the outside. Yes. You can't ban if a child is bringing it in with them. So there are many, many things that can be done to, 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 to circumvent that. But we need to, of course, attack it at all levels. Now, what will have the most meaningful impact are policy changes. Yes. Because policy changes would be able to affect everybody across the board. Mm -hmm. Now, you could, individual, you could educate the individual child, the individual parent, but these policy changes are needed. So there are suite of policy changes that can be implemented, but there are pros and cons of them. So one such policy change, for example, is front of package warning label. Mm -hmm. And we have spoken about front of package warning labels a lot on Freedom before. Front of package warning label simply is, for example, a black octagon at the front of a package saying high in sugar, high in salt, high in fats, high in whatever other nutrient you could think about. Mm -hmm. Now, for most people, they don't turn around the package to actually read it. And even if they can read it or know how to read it, they may not have the time to read it. But if it's front in, in front of you, that black stop sign that says this is high in sugar, you may have second thoughts in picking it up. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that has been implemented in a lot of Latin American countries, mm -hmm. and we are advocating for its implementation here in Trinidad and across the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. We've been having issues with that. So that's one such strategy that can be used. Yes. All right. No, uh, don't mean to cut you guys. Um, we want to encourage everybody that's hearing our voice. If you have a question, please visit our Freedom 106.5 FM's booth. Give your question to the, to the panel there. They will send it for us on stage, and you will remain anonymous. Uh, we have a question. Does sugar contribute to damaging joints and causing joint issues? So that's an excellent question. Um, there are some people who actually say that sugar can result in inflammation, thereby one can extrapolate that, okay, if you have an inflammation in the joint, sugar 
can be a contributing factor to it. But I would say that if you are having issues with inflammation, you definitely want to make sure that your sugar sugar levels are controlled so that you don't worsen it. In terms of uh, a cause and effect, I, I don't want to say that, right? But I'll just say, obviously, you want to control your diet appropriately, um, you know, and definitely if you have an autoimmune condition or an inflammatory condition, you don't want to overconsume your sugars. So, in essence, um, once you get those pains, you have to regulate your sugar to make sure, and it's like ruling that out. Right, yes. so, so, yeah. so pain in the joint could be 100 different things, 100 different things. So you want to find out exactly what is the cause of this pain. Is it acute? Is it chronic? Associated with fever, swelling? We could go on and on. So if it's bothering you, see a doctor, make a diagnosis. And when you make the diagnosis, then you can adjust other things, your diet, etc., etc. All right, so at this time, uh, we just taken a one minute break as we send it back to the studio as we have some uh, commercial commitments. So, Base, take it back. All right, thank you there. Of course, folks, you're listening to a special edition of The Lunchtime Doctor right here on Freedom 106.5 FM, Sky 99.5, and, of course, Freedom 106.5 FM and Sangit 106.1. LSA Healthcare Services is the highest quality commercial provider of your hygiene and sanitary products with the best brands in cubicle solutions, sanitary disposal, hand care solutions, odor control, and more. LSA has got you covered. LSA has all your washroom, hygiene supplies, and furnishings to guarantee a safe, clean, and comfortable space for employees and the clientele alike. But it doesn't stop there. LSA Healthcare Services also provide janitorial and deep sanitation for any commercial space. For all details, contact LSA Healthcare at 675-3466. That's 675-3466. Visit their website at uh, lsahealthcareservices.com or catch them on social media for all info. Visit their convenient location, 3 Pancho Lane. That's number 3 Pancho Lane at uh, Bongji Road in San Juan. LSA Healthcare Services, your partner in hygiene solutions. And your eyesight is everything. Let the experts at Dalton Brown Optometrist take care of it for you. Dalton Brown Optometrist uses the highest quality technology to provide a range of eye exams, OCT testing, pathology screening, visual field testing, glaucoma screening, and much more. Just ask. Dalton Brown optometrists also provide a range of stylish and practical spectacle frames and sunglasses. They also provide soft contact lenses, colored contact lenses, and hard contacts, all to meet your needs. Contact Dalton Brown Optometrist today at 667-3115 for your consultation. Visit them on social media at Dalton Brown Optometrist and check out their location at the corner of Queen and Susano Streets in Arima. Also, give yourself the care you deserve. Treat yourself with the state-of-the-art medical technology and medical professionals that put your healing first. Health City Cayman Islands is here to provide you and yours with the care and healing you need. They are full-service healthcare provider operating in the Cayman Islands to ensure that the entire Caribbean region can access quality health care. Call them now at Health City at uh, 868, of course, 720-4019. Uh, that's 720-4019. Uh, reach on them on email at tt at healthcity.ky 
For further details on their services, visit healthcitycaymanislands.com. That's healthcitycaymanislands.com. Health City, leading you to the best health. All right, so we're now going to return to Dr. Brittany Dean featuring Dr. Michael Taylor and Davies there as well. Remember, you can send your WhatsApp messages. We're taking WhatsApp messages only. We have some coming up at 3061065. They're live right there at the Hyatt. Once again, with the kind compliments of Dalton Brown, Optometrist, LSA Health Services Limited, committed to high standards of convenience and hygiene. Health City, Cayman Islands, leading your best health. Also, the coverage at the U Health and Wellness Expo, brought to you in part by you, the Caribbean Health Digest, Seven Seas, Cetaphil, Jameson, St. Augustine Private Hospital, Amco, Republic Life Insurance, Massey Motors Distributors for Volvo and Hyundai. So we take it back to Navy and the team. All right, guys, welcome back here on Freedom 106.5 FM, Sky 99.5, and Sangeet 106.1 FM. This is a special edition of the Lunchtime Doctor. I am Davey Murray, your host and moderator, along with Mr. Dano, Dr. Taylor, Dr. Dean. And this broadcast is being brought to you with the kind compliments of Dalton Brown Optometrist, LSA Health Services Limited, committed to high standards of convenience and hygiene, and Health City Cayman Islands, leading you to your best health. So, Dr. We have a couple of questions coming in, quite a few. So I'm going to kick things off with um, somebody is asking, good day. Every day I partake of at least four or five fruits in the morning. Is this good or bad for you? So as Dr. Danu mentioned, you know, a couple of fruits a day is good um, in terms of your diet. However, is the person diabetic? What are the fruits they are partaking in? Does it have a high sugar content? We need to know these things before we make an accurate assessment. But I don't know if Dr. Danu wants uh, to put his sure. part in this. And, and you are right, because yeah. you need to know your history. You need to know who you are. Mm -hmm. So if you're living with diabetes and it's uncontrolled, then you want to reduce that amount of fruit. Mm -hmm. So four to five servings of fruit and vegetable you need, or mm -hmm. vegetable. So you want to probably focus more on the vegetable in that case. You want to focus on the fruits that aren't as sweet, because people are saying four or five fruits, but that doesn't mean four or five julie mango. Yeah. So a serving of fruit is half of a julie mango, a face of a julie mango, mm -hmm. or half of a large banana. So that's important to note, it's four or five servings of fruit per day, mm -hmm. and you don't want to have too much. All right, so we have another question, another question here for you guys. I suffer with hereditary high blood pressure. I have a lot of stress and depression. I have a lot of pressure that's taking a toll on me. I have a pain in the back of my neck for some weeks now. Sometimes pain in my chest as well. Why I still getting these pains in my neck? I'm also taking painkillers and tablets, but with no results. So to answer that question, one of the most common symptoms people have of high blood pressure or uncontrolled um, high blood pressure is actually pain behind the neck, right? And we associate it with stress. But this is one of the things that is associated with uncontrolled high blood pressure. Chest pain is also associated with uncontrolled high blood pressure. So instead of taking any pain medications for the pain, we need to control the blood pressure, right? Because I could assume most likely the person's blood pressure may not be controlled as it should be, so, tight regulation, he needs to go to his doctor, find out, okay, do I need any more medication? Am I following my dietary advice? And am I exercising appropriately? And if any of these three things are off, we have problems. Yes. 
And one thing I would like to add is, um, I think the person mentioned depression. Depression, and, yes. Um, in our mental health episode, we talked about how depression and anxiety go hand in hand. And anxiety also has physical manifestations, including abdominal pain, including, you know, pain behind the neck, any type of back pain, etc. So all these things can be a contributing factor as well as the high blood pressure, which will take preference in this case. And the um, person should visit their doctor to get to the bottom of these symptoms. All right, so we have another question here. What is the best time of the day to eat fruits? Is it the best in the morning for absorption? And what are the best fruit combinations? <laughs> All right. So I think that question might be best for a nutritionist, but yeah. I'll try. So again, it depends on the person. So if it is that you're living with diabetes, and if it is you're taking insulin at a certain point in a certain point in time, you don't want to be taking, for example, too much sugar any night when you're going to go to sleep. You don't want to be taking too much sugar um, during the day when you might be sitting down whole day at a desk. So. First of all, again, limit how much fruit you have because, again, the fruit has a lot of sugar. But if you are going to partake in the fruit or something sweet, then it's generally better to, to have it in the, in, in the beginning of the day because then you'll have a higher chance of burning it off or using it up than going to sleep with it and, and having some sort of episode in the night. All right. Thank you very much for that. Another question coming from you guys in the audience. Uh, why are doctors not testing insulin? Explain the difference between insulin and glucose. So, insulin is actually the hormone. It's produced by the pancreas. And this hormone is what takes glucose in the blood into your organs to be used as energy. So, it's basically the key to unlock the, the door to carry glucose into the organs. So, that is what the main difference is between insulin and glucose. Well, all right. I hope that answers quite a few questions. And, and, um, and just, to, just to add to that, Davey, so, so insulin testing can be done. Mm -hmm. um, insulin, however, is very difficult to test because insulin has a, what we call a short half a short half-life, mm -hmm. meaning when it's produced in the body, it doesn't last very long. Okay. So you okay. can do an insulin test, but it's very sensitive and also it's pretty expensive. So, wow. so the, the test that you, you should be talking about with diabetes is HbA1c. Mm -hmm. That's the test people with diabetes should be having and that's going to give you a better indicator of how you've been controlling your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we have another one here. Um, if you are told that you have degenerating bones, what can you do to prevent it? So degenerating bones is something that usually occurs with advancing age and especially in women of an advancing age. Um, it happens in, in two over the age of 72. So what they can do is one, increase your calcium intake. So if you are a male over 72 or female over 55, you increase your calcium intake. We're talking about 1200 milligrams. If you are um, those ages you want to also consider increasing your vitamin D intake as well because that helps with absorption of calcium and um, ideally you would want to practice prevention so if this is not happening to somebody we talk about exercise because that increases your bone density if you already have degeneration you have to be very careful because if you put heavy loads on the, on the bones now, they could break, you could have a fracture, and then you could end up in difficulty. All right, so um, another question coming from the audience, and we thank you guys very much for supporting uh, the Lunchtime Doctor here on Freedom 106.5 FM. 
Sangeet 106.1 and Sky 99.5. I've had surgery on my lungs 30-something years ago. The side I had the surgery on still hurts. Why is that? Well, that could actually be related to nerve injury. So when a procedure is, is done, there are actually many different complications. Complications can happen as soon as the procedure happens or after. And then when it's after, it could be right after, months after, years after. So most likely this person may have had some nerve injury. Um, and essentially they could actually consider seeing a physiotherapist because they may be able to help with that pain because there are different types of pain um, and then maybe put them on a special plan. Interesting. Now here's a question that uh, I, I'm not sure how you guys are going to... I mean, I'm, I'm putting it on all three of you. Anyone can respond to this question here. It says, good day. A question for the panel on the Lunchtime Doctors program. So thank you very much, listener. Uh, is there any truth to the claim that certain fast foods, snacks, and soft drinks are formulated to encourage excessive consumption of the said unhealthy foods. Everybody, everybody, engine up to say something. <laughs> no, I, 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 um, I can't make any prognosis on this or any diagnosis on this. Well, but I thought it was a very interesting question from one of our listeners back in studio. Thank you so much. Yeah. Who wants to attempt it? You want to start? I, I, I can start. So, of course. We can't give any type of, you know, a fact to you. This can only be an opinion. And it is my opinion that a lot of these foods, for example, sugary foods, and there are studies that are done on it, it, it does increase your dopamine levels. It does increase some sort, it, it increases some sort of neurochemical um, release. And therefore, the more you consume it, the more you want to consume it. So it's not necessarily that they are being, you know, marketed or, or they are being formulated in for, that, it, for, that yeah, for that purpose. Right. But the fact is that is just how the sugars or how these, these foods work on our brains and yeah. our bodies. So, so, so to add to it, there are actually studies done that actually suggest Sugar is actually even more addictive than cocaine. Mm -hmm. Because when we look at things like addiction, we look at why, right? And the same thing Dr. Dean was saying in terms of the dopamine response. It's something that you crave. Once you have it, okay, you need another fix. That is, that is how these things operate. In terms of why, I'm not going to go into that. I think understood. everybody could understand. We could, understood. Yeah. We could understand why? the whys. Um, All right, so <laughs> I have a question directed to Dr. Danu. On a recent program, I heard about another way of testing blood sugar levels other than pricking the fingers. Could you advise? Yeah. Thanks for that question. So, so I, I believe what the listener is talking about is continuous glucose monitoring. So it's been around in the world for some time, but not really introduced to Trinidad. Last year, the Diabetes Association introduced continuous glucose monitoring to the market. And we do have CGMs available for persons for purchase. Um, it's a device that you put onto the arm or you put onto the belly. And it syncs up to your phone. And you're able now to get your blood sugars every five minutes. Uh, persons who 
uh, could follow you, for example. A child could have it in school, and their parents could be at work and could know what's going on with their blood sugars. So we have this device. This device is available for sale. And we are trying with the Ministry of Health to get these devices for children living with diabetes. So we're hoping to get it soon. But if you want the device, if you're interested in the device, you contact us at the Diabetes Association. Uh, our phone number is 607-3288. Send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or, or reach out to us. Come to our office in Shogonos, and you can find out more about the device, and we can get one for you. All right. Once again, we are live here at the Lunchtime Doctor on Freedom 106.5 FM, sister station. Uh, Sky 99.5 and Sangeet 106.1 FM. Brought to you the kind compliments of Dalton Brong Optometrist, LSA, Health Services, and Health City Cayman Islands. Another question coming from the audience. I just get pain on the side of my neck that leads to my lower head and goes all the way around to, my, to the back of my leg, all the way down to my feet sometimes. But it, um, it goes uh, alongside my body. Why is that? So we actually have the spinal cord that runs in the middle of the body and the back and we have big nerves that come out on each side. So it sounds to me like there may be some sort of issue happening whether it be a compression, whether the disc is moving, whether you know something has fractured, all these things are considerations. Therefore this needs to be further evaluated, right? So you don't sit down home with this because this can become worse to the point where, okay, next thing you're unable to walk now, right? So you go to the doctor, they may refer you to a neurologist. They, they have something called um, different studies that they could do on the nerve and um, give you a good answer. You don't want to just take pain medications for a symptom, right? You want to find out what's the root cause? Why is this happening to me? All right. Another question coming from you, the good audience. Again, you can remain anonymous. Just share your questions and we'll ask it live. Is Hashimoto disease reversible? Is it required that I be on medication for life? Or does eating habits and exercise help with reversing this disease? Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid. In terms of reversibility, we don't have any evidence to say that we could reverse it, but we can control it. Um, and again, I would say that evidence of recent is showing that the gut biome has a lot to do in terms of disease. So therefore, I would say make sure that your diet is on point because this can definitely help reduce inflammation and I would also say make sure that you take the medications from your doctor because they will probably be doing tests every six months on your thyroid to make sure that it is operating optimally, right? And if it's over or under, they could always reduce or increase the medications, right? And then sometimes with time, you may actually have a withdrawal of medication. But this is rare, meaning you have to be doing everything appropriately and as directed. Um, any other information that you all want to share with us at this time? I'm still looking for the rest of questions. All right, I have another one here. Recently, I had a pain that was on, the, on my lower right hip that led to my back. They did a CT scan and saw nothing. Do you think this has to do with my kidneys? So what I would say to that is, of course, like I always say, a full history and examination would be done. So what would happen when you do return to your doctor is that they will 
retake your history, they will examine you further to pinpoint exactly where the pain will be and then they will order further, further tests. If the CT scan did not pick up anything, they may order something like an MRI to see in the soft tissues to ensure, you know, that there's nothing that is actually there that will be causing any type of problem. And it is a serious issue if it, if it is bothering you so much. And therefore, I would suggest that you do return to your doctor and let them order further investigations to make an accurate diagnosis. All right. Uh, hi. For the past three weeks, the sole of my feet has been very cold, even though the sun is extremely hot. What could be causing this? They're getting that kind of cold, tingly feelings at the bottom of their feet, and they're asking what could be causing this. Excellent question. So just to start and say off the bat, it could be diabetes, right? Because we have something called paresthesia. Um, it can manifest in different ways, usually pins and needles or tingling, right? But it can manifest as coolness. The other thing to consider would be something called peripheral arterial disease, um, where you may have some small blockages in the arteries that supply blood flow to the feet and therefore the feet are cold because not getting enough blood supply. However, this is a serious symptom that I would suggest you need to go and see the doctor. Let them do an exam. They have many different things. They could do ultrasounds. They could do different things to get to the root cause of that issue so that, you know, you could sort it out. Now, let's talk a little bit about B12. Is it easily absorbed? And if no, why are they allowing it into the country? A question. Yeah, B12 is easily absorbed, yeah, um, orally. Um, the only indication for injectable B12 or IM is when you have something like pernicious anemia or you have extremely severe B12 deficiency. But yeah, it, it's absorbable well orally. Um, for most people, that is absolutely fine. Another question, if I am diabetic, but on the lower end, do I have to stay away from sugars completely or can I indulge lightly? So, like I always What does lower say, end mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not too sure what the, the parameters are in terms of their blood tests, but um, if they're pre-diabetic or if they don't have any of the manifestations of diabetes or complications of diabetes, they probably have it under control. Um, everything in moderation. However, if you are diabetic, you still have to be considerate when you are eating sugars. So you still can't eat as much as the average person. You still have to, you know, make sure that your sugar intake is reduced. And if you want to indulge in something, I can't, uh, you know what, Dr. Danu, you will make the accurate talk. Well, before you even go there, um what are some of the misconceptions? So I'm giving you that question one time. As it relates to diabetes, somebody thinks that we, you know, we, the general public believes that could not be true. And why should not, um, how do we identify that we have diabetes? Okay, so misconceptions, they are boatload. There are a lot of misconceptions in Trinidad and Tobago. There are so many things people believe to be true. And we could go to, I mean, that could be shows we could talk about, right? So it, it, well, the last part of your question is, is what are... Yeah, how, do we, how can one um, test for to diabetes? Not test for it, but what are the symptoms that will cause you mm -hmm. 
to be concerned that you should check or a doctor will tell you check let's do a diabetes check okay so the first is about testing um, and dr. Dean would have spoken about um, well well your, 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 your listener would have said the lower end so is that lower end meaning that they have a lower HbA1c because the HbA1c test is the test that we would want persons to be taking to monitor their blood sugars and if it is that the A1c is well within range and again you want a A1c if you are diagnosed with diabetes you want a A1c to be below 6.5 that's generally the target some doctors will give you a higher threshold of about seven if you're on insulin or so on but generally below 6.5 if you're not diabetic you want it to be below 5.7 so that's something that to note the second thing is about what are some of the symptoms you said right so i often like to describe it as the four main symptoms of diabetes there are four main symptoms and there are reasons for these four main symptoms so the first main symptom is usually that you are very thirsty and you're very thirsty because one of the one of the conditions one of the one of the side effects or effects of diabetes it means that your blood sugar tends to be higher so if your blood sugar tends to be higher your body wants to, to equilibrate or, or what we call homeostasis your, your body wants to maintain the, the, the right amount of water in the blood so you feel thirsty so you feel thirsty because there's extra sugar in the blood so if you feel thirsty you're going to be drinking more and drinking more water the water has to go somewhere so therefore right. you're going to urinate more so excess urination is the second symptom that we tend to see with people with diabetes. Now, if you're urinating more and you have a lot of sugar in the blood, that sugar isn't going into the cells most of the times, so it's going to go somewhere. It's going to come out through the urine. So a lot of times, sugar is going to come out of the urine. And if that sugar comes out of the urine, that sugar no longer goes into giving you as much energy, so you start to burn fat and you lose weight. So weight loss is one of the third symptoms of sudden weight loss is one of the third symptoms of diabetes. And then with the, if it is that you don't have enough sugar to fuel your body, how are you going to feel? Tired, exhausted, lethargic. And tiredness is one of the fourth symptoms of diabetes. And those are the four main symptoms of diabetes and how they are related. Of course, there are others, but those are the big four. I uh, appreciate the answer to those questions. Uh, hello, good day. Could you tell me what are the side effects of statin drugs? Statin drugs are medication that is used to control cholesterol. So one of the most common side effects you can get is something called um, problems with the liver, right? So you could have deranged liver function tests. Um, usually it tends not to be severe. The other thing you can get is something called myositis, where the muscles start to become inflamed and you can get pain. And finally, that could progress to some called rhabdomyolysis, which is extreme pain, muscle is breaking down, could lead to kidney failure, these things. However, we need to note that these side effects are uncommon, right? And okay, you may feel some nausea as well too. But these side effects are uncommon, right? I've probably seen it maybe twice ever after thousands of thousands of, of patients, right? Now, the reason for the statin is to help, you know, stabilize plaque and uh, reduce cholesterol. So the benefit of it outweighs the risk. That's the most important thing. All right. Um, another question coming from the audience. If I'm standing for a prolonged period of time and I get a pain on my left shoulder, feels like little things biting and hurts. Um, I have other body pains as well. Is this connected? What could the shoulder pain mean? I thank you guys for the questions anywhere. 
Will Joe Bester answer it? I don't see how the shoulder pain would be related. However, if you have poor posture, right? Let's say you are slouching. Sometimes, remember, the shoulders are pulled forward. The scapula could actually be getting some inflammation from that. So one, you want to look at um, your posture. You probably need to do some erect exercises to strengthen the, the mid-back. Um, outside of that, uh, I don't really see how it would be related, but you know sometimes we look down a lot and this would also put stress on the neck and the shoulder uh, joint as well, the whole scapula. Alright, I hope that answers your question. So as we continue our talk about diabetes and the misconceptions, what are some of the things that one needs to know very quickly as we have about five minutes to go about this dreaded disease? And is it something that could be fatal? Can diabetes yeah. kill you? Right, so, so let me say that first part, that last part rather. So yes, diabetes can kill you and really uh, in Trinidad and Tobago the number two cause of death, or well, well I mean, yeah, it is the number two cause of death and it's, it's related to diabetes, but number one cause of death is actually cardiovascular disease. But what I would say is most people who have died of a heart attack or a stroke may have also had diabetes. So diabetes is a comorbidity or a contributing factor to a lot of other diseases. So diabetes can not only kill you, but it could maim you, meaning that it causes you to lose your legs, it causes you to lose your kidney, lose your eyesight, cause you to, to, to get... Any condition known to man, you could relate it to diabetes, to be honest. I, I thought stress was doing that. Any condition known well, to man. Well, stress could cause diabetes and diabetes could yeah. cause stress, eh? So stress could cause that. So don't, don't, don't stress it all yourself, eh? Stress bringing on diabetes and diabetes could bring on stress. One final question before we wrap up things here at the lunchtime, doctor. I have a slip disc. Don't want to do surgery. What other options do I have to alleviate the pain in my legs? So what I would say to that is that if you do not want to do surgery, of course, this is a conversation that you have to have with your doctor first. Your doctor may recommend something like physiotherapy and your doctor may also put you on pain relief to help alleviate the symptoms. Of course, surgery would be the best bet, but not everybody is a candidate for surgery. Not everybody wants to undergo a knife and it is, you know, it's reasonable. So your best bet is to go back by the doctor, let the doctor hear about your symptoms, how severe it is, and they will treat you accordingly in terms of pain management as well as physiotherapy. Well guys, we are about uh, on the nick of time here. So we want to remind you guys that tomorrow we are doing our final edition, not final edition, but special edition of the Lunchtime Doctor right here at the Hyatt Regency Hotel. So if you're didn't get a chance to have your questions answered or you have questions or concerns you can return or you can leave those questions with us here we will answer it tomorrow you can listen to us live on freedom 106.5 fm sky 99.5 and sangeet 106.1 fm in conclusion guys any medical health tip well, diabetes tip that we need to throw there very, very quickly. So, so I just want to say, of course, thanks for to all of our listeners. Uh, do listen on Thursday, 12 to 1, where we have 12 to 1 Thursday, you, diabetes on you. On Freedom 106.5. And also, um, look out for a press release that we've sent out about our response to the minister's comments. So look out for that. Well, boy, everybody wants to see what the minister's comments is. I, you see that back now? I stay clear, yes? I mean, one of the good things about the health minister I would have heard is that he spoke truth and he, um, he was being brutally honest. Yes. If we want to say that, brutally honest. 
but um, he did say in his uh, message as well when they opened this um, expo yesterday is that he was prepared for the backlash. It has been eight years since he has actually called brands or said something brand-wise, but he said it had to be done. And uh, at the end of the day, hey, he's the health minister of the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago, the Honorable Terence Dialsey. So guys, we say thank you very much for being here on the audience uh, for the special edition of the Lunchtime Doctor. We will be doing it again tomorrow right here at the Hyatt Regency Hotel with the kind compliments of Dalton Brown Optometrist, LSA Health Services, Health City Cayman Islands, and brought to you in part by the, uh, you, the Caribbean Health Digest, Seven Seas, Cetaphil, Jameson, St. Augustine Private Hospital, Amco, Republic Bank, Massimoto's, and uh, Volvo and Hyundai. So I'm Davey Murray, your host on Freedom on a 6.5 FM, Dr. Dean, Dr. of course, Mr. Dano in the corner there, the president of the Diabetes Association of Trinidad and Tobago. These are your lunchtime doctors. If you all want to give them a round of applause, be taking that. And thank you guys so much. So it's back to you in studio base. Thank you there very much, Davey. Once again, like you said, you were listening to a very special edition of the Lunchtime Doctors. Let's read a word from our sponsors. LSA Healthcare Services is the highest quality commercial provider of hygiene and sanitary products with the best brands in cubicle solutions, sanitary disposal, hand care solutions odor control, and more. LSA has got you covered. LSA has all your washroom hygiene supplies and furnishings to guarantee a safe, clean, and comfortable space for employees and clientele alike. But it does not stop there. LSA Healthcare Services also provides janitorial and deep sanitation for any commercial space. For all details, contacts LSA Healthcare at 675 Three four six six. That's six seven five three four six six. Visit their website at lsahealthcareservices.com or catch them on social media for info. Visit them at their convenient location at lot number three, Pancho Lane. That's at Boundary Road in San Juan. LSA Healthcare Services, your partner in hygiene solutions. And give yourself the care you deserve. Treat yourself with state-of-the-art medical technology and medical professionals that put your health first, right? Health City Cayman Islands is here to provide you and yours with the care and healing you need. They are a full-service healthcare provider operating in the Cayman Islands to ensure that the entire Caribbean region can access quality health care. Call Health City now at uh, 720-4019. That's 720-4019. And reach us via email at the TT Health City KY. For further details on their services, visit HealthCityCaymanIslands.com. Of course, you've been listening to special edition of the Lunchtime Doctor Ride on Freedom on 6.5 FM, Sky 99.5, and Sangeet 106.1. We'll be back at it tomorrow. And, of course, do enjoy the rest of your day. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.